The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless, of course, you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Hello and welcome to ReviewParty.com, episode 100. I'm Brent. I'm Matt. This is the only podcast on the internet that uh, reviews reviews and is funny. We look at reviews from all over and we make comedy from them. Can you believe that, Matt? I believe it. <laughs> I have great conviction. Yes. I know. I know. Do you believe that we've made it here 100 weeks in the review party trenches? Now that is a bit astonishing. That's that's pretty impressive if you ask me. Yeah, trenches. Usually if you're in trenches, you're going to die sooner or later. But (laughs) usually no one's rating something on a five-star system in the trenches, you know? No, no. I don't know, your bayonet's looking four and a half stars there, Rick. I don't know why it's a, a redneck guy in the trenches. It took all types. Yeah, exactly. That's the point proven. Anyone could come into these trenches and find some funny reviews. Uh, do you want to start us off with one, Matt? Oh, heavens. Yeah, I, uh, this one, this one's fun. This is a Google Maps review for the 100 Acre Wood Preserve in Houston, Texas. That's 100, episode 100, Acre Wood there, right? (laughs) It's like I planned it, yes. (laughs) This review comes to us from Jolan Andrade, who writes, My oldest said it looks like a Pokemon trail. My second oldest son said the hiking trail was just right. Third son said he likes the river. It reminds him of the Grand Canyon. My baby boy said, Oh, mom, mom. (laughs) (laughs) all in all excellent place to hike just be careful of the cliffs by the river definitely coming back five stars i want to know more about the cliffs (laughs) those cliffs sound pretty cool i think that's what the infant was trying to warn us all of (laughs) sort of an incantation Mm mm-hmm to, to create a barrier spell against the cliffs <laughs> yeah. so that no human may tread there. You get right up to it, right up to the precipice, right on the knife's edge. But you can't go no further. It's like you're in a, what do they call that in video games? The game box? Oh, the uh, there's an invisible wall there. Yeah, yeah. It's just, punk. What the heck, punk? You just walk forward. You don't even bump into it. You just keep walking, but you stay in oh. one place. Just your your fat and 64 footstep sounds. <laughs> yeah, I and as long as we're talking about video games, I just love that the oldest son said, looked like a Pokemon trail. Because I have seen places in real life and thought, that looks like there's going to be like a, a Pokeball sitting at the end. With something inside of it. Mm. Oh, a rare candy. A little reward for your exploration. Yes. I love being rewarded for exploring. Perhaps a candy rare, perhaps. Maybe yes. even a legendary mom. Mo- a legendary mom. Or a battle with your rival waiting at the end of it. It has been 
I don't get rival battles very often. <laughs> Not enough, you know? It's sort of the highlight. Might have one soon, but we'll see. I, it did strike me the sort of mama bear, baby bear, papa bear language <laughs> yeah. that he took on this review on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a guy who's got his life in order. <laughs> Everything like, is, you know, you got, okay, let me, kids, we're here, let me go down in a row and get your opinions. Yeah, yeah. Sir! It's like, this is this is Camp Boy Scout dad here. All right, we're going to get in order, tallest to shortest. You're going to count off one through four. I'll take any anything the baby says as a number. <laughs> it's a very organized system. He's got a little notebook that he keeps notes on the baby's speaking language, so to try and decipher them as though spoken hieroglyphics, cross-referencing them with a, with a made languages by J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> Actually, honey, I think our baby might be a genius. I think they were speaking Elvish the other day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, yeah, they are talking about the Ring of Power. Uh, I think they mean their binky? Their little teething ring over there? <laughs> For a baby, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the teething ring is the one to rule them all, the one to bind them. <laughs> you take it away from the baby, they squeal as though they're precious, was was wrenched from their fingers. Yeah, wow, you put a whole new perspective on what an infant is. It is basically just a less scrawny, stretched out golem. Yeah, sort of a... If you take um, a PNG of Gollum and just drag the bottom up to make them a little more squat. <laughs> you, you grab your smoothing brush and just smooth, 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 <laughs> add some warmth on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, babies do have the Smeagol Gollum split personality thing going on for sure. I always laugh so hard. When babies are bawling and then you give them the thing they want, whether, you know, the bottle, whatever. As soon as that yes. bottle comes into sight, just instantly, <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, from from full cry to ooh, in, in a split second. That shit cracks me up. Yeah. I don't know if that, like, that's just mental power. It's a different <laughs> sort of mental power. So, you're saying... It's not that babies do not understand their own emotions and the world around them. It's that they understand them to a much greater capacity than we oh, do. Oh, they've got, they've got like factory fresh reflexes <laughs> is, is what it is. <laughs> like, whew. Wait, what? Oh, the cool thing. Hang on, where'd mommy go? Oh, mommy's back. <laughs> right, right. There's just... The swivel point is so, it's so greased still. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is lubricated. They don't really get hung up on much, babies. No. That's, we can, See, that's what we can learn from them. I got baggage out the wazoo. Somebody <laughs> hands me a teething ring. I think, oh no. <laughs> they've, they've observed me. Yeah, you think about the social implications of the teething ring. Baby is just going to gum down on that some bitch. <laughs> Me, no, I'm going to sit in a dark room for a while and <laughs> contemplate what somebody thinks about me and how that should make me think about myself. Uh, brood on the consequences of life. Speaking of brooding uh -huh. on the consequences of life, I have a review from Lowe's.com. I love Lowe's. <laughs> this, it is for 
The Gorilla Brand 100% Silicone All-Purpose Sealant. That's 100% silicone, huh? 10-ounce <laughs> clear silicone self-leveling cock. This review is from T.E. Knight Rider. They title it Great Stuff and Clear is 100% correct. They write, This stuff really dries clear. If a person fills a gap, it will look like the gap is still there. A person might see a little sheen if the light hits it just right, but this is by far the clearest, quote, clear that I've run across. And the gorilla is super easy to work with, I thought. (laughs) It is as easy to work with as much less durable non-silicone cocks. I think Lowe's should carry this clear. And the white. And the paintable. Paintable white is out of sock all the time. Tough to have to wait a week when a person needs it. Also, one thing I'm slowly learning about Gorilla products is that they don't have to give a person 50 versions of their products. They just give a person the one that works. Like, in this case, choose clear or white or paintable version. It's like In-N-Out Burger. They don't screw around. They just make the best and sell it, period. Smiley face, five stars. <laughs> um... Before I say anything, mm-hmm. Brent, what's your favorite color? <laughs> My favorite color is invisible. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I thought. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that at all? <laughs> Do I want to talk about how invisible is the greatest color? No, I think it's, you know. Speaks for itself. Exactly. Speaks for itself. <laughs> okay. Okay. No color is as good as invisible. It's, it's very versatile. <laughs> I mean, really, it's. Invisible is the color that you see most when you look around at any given point. Wow, that is true. Yeah, all the air molecules, pretty much invisible. Except maybe if you're underwater, then you see green. And blue and darkness. If you have a lot of jello around, you're looking through a lot of jello. Anyway, uh, this 100% silicone gorilla juice seems pretty pretty potent. Pretty potent. It's gorilla, here. gorilla cock. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Someone had to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to work with. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to, I'm not, I'm not super handy. I'm somewhat handy, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. call myself a handy man. Handy right. boy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> handy sir. Young, little young sir. Uh, but not a handy man. And I guess I don't know what. Maybe if I were tiling around a bathtub with some 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 cool colorful glass tile, you're not sure what you would, would want the, the the invisible cock the for. Clear cock for, yeah. Mm. As as the reviewer mentioned, if you don't even, you, it'll look like a gap is there if you don't know that there's some goo. Yep. yep. I think some people were using them. I noticed on a, like, I don't want to say deck. It wasn't like the. The picture was taken super far away. I just saw two pieces of wood together with the caulk in between them. So maybe if you want sort of a deck or, you know, loose two by four type structure, but you don't want, you want it to be airtight. Okay. So, so the water, so the water can pool on top of it as opposed to draining through the slats. Sure. Sure. I mean, <laughs> maybe if you like to do uh, a lot of like gunpla models. Out on the deck, on the veranda, the wind picks up. Those tiny little parts go everywhere right through the slits of the deck. 
That's true. You got to bounce them back. It's not something I was considering. <laughs> well, consider this. I invite you to come with me and imagine the prank application of Ooh. the clear cock. Like caulking a toilet seat down or something? Caulk an entire doorway with this clear cock. <laughs> and you will have the invisible wall effect that we were talking about earlier. Uh, yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the gorilla clear cock is the key to creating a video game-like invisible walls wherever you'd like. At the office. That's where I would like. Just right at the front. Mm. Right, right at the building point of entry. And you're the only one who knows to get past it. Or yeah. or you can't get past it. I can't. So, boss, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can't get in the building today. So you would go to work, cock up the door, and then pretend you don't know what's going on. Why can't I get yeah. in here? Yeah. yeah Just it's use the south entrance. No, 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 no. No, I bought two, I bought two canisters of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I already tried there, boss. I'm sorry. I can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cracking me up too much I, I feel like such a fool i i i resign like <laughs> you can't have somebody like i can't even get in the building you can't have somebody like me you can't trust me this is freaking me out uh, boss i think i need a some kind of sabbatical over this with this sort of witchcraft preventing I need a sabbatical i need a seance i need all sorts of <laughs> sage burn it uh Imagine the applications of an invisible cube of caulk. <laughs> you, know, you don't see it. It's clear. But it, it holds weight, unlike the air. You could throw that at somebody and, they, you know, they wouldn't know what hit them, quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you make, like, a throwing motion, and moments later I was struck <laughs> in the face with something. I am sure of it. Feels like something. I don't know. Huh? What about stabbing someone with an invisible knife forged from this Holy cock? cow. This is going so many places. Yes, I was picturing spikes of these on someone's seat. <laughs> Entire spike pits oh. at, the, at the foot of their driveway. <laughs> it gets a little scary. It does. It does. Maybe this is too much power for us to wield. Do you have another review? I do. I have two book reviews, actually. Do you want... I mean, I can tell you... Uh, I've got one that's one paragraph mm. and one that's two paragraphs. Would you prefer to decide based on the title of said books, though? Yeah. That yeah, give me that. more fun. Give me that. I have a review for The Hundred Years' War, The English in France, 1337 to 1453, mm. or 100 Years of Solitude. Oh, I... As much as I'd like to lean into the violence that this episode has started to uh, <laughs> go in subject matter-wise, yeah. 100 Years of Solitude, there's just so much so much more mystery. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's like spelled out 100 Years of Solitude. That's, that's cool. Yeah. This is a Goodreads review that comes to us from Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Nope, never mind, that's the author of the book. <laughs> this is Adam's review. <laughs> Sounds just as impressive. Adam. Yeah, the the author's name is very grandiose compared to to the very uh 
very dual syllabic Adam. Hi, guys. I'm Adam. Ah, como estas? Me amo Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Yeah, he sounds like a character from uh, that uh, Mexican soap opera that Peggy Hill watched. <laughs> anyway, Adam writes, uh, well, I should say, Adam has this on, on his classics bookshelf on Goodreads. Lovely. And he notes, recommended to Adam by, I'd rather not say, recommended for <laughs> academics and their students that are forced to read it. <laughs> and Adam writes... So, I know I'm supposed to like this book because it's classic and by the same author who wrote Love in the Time of Cholera. Unfortunately, I just think it is unbelievably boring, with a jagged plot that seems interminable. Sure, the language is interesting, and the first line is the stuff of university English courses. Sometimes I think books get tagged with the quote, classic label, because some academics read them and didn't understand, and so they hailed these books as genius. These same academics then make a sport of looking down their noses at readers who don't like these books for the very same reasons. If this all sounds too specific, yes, I had this conversation with a professor of mine. <laughs> okay, I know bud. that other people love this book and more power to them. I've tried to read it all the way through three different times and never made it past 250 pages before I get so bored keeping up with all the births. Maybe because you've read that part four <laughs> times, bro. Magical events and mythical legends. I'll put it this way. And I, I know up to this point, you're not on Adam's side. Mm -hmm. I'll put it this way. I don't like this book for the same reason that I never took up smoking. If I have to force myself to like it, what's the point? When I start coughing and hacking on the first cigarette, that is my body <laughs> telling me, this isn't good for me and I should quit right there. When I start nodding off on the second page of 100 Years of Solitude, that is my mind trying to tell me I should find a better way to pass my time. One star. Adam listens to his body. He listens to the, <laughs> yeah. the messages it's trying to send him. He listens to his heart, to his gut. <laughs> his gut, his eyelids, depending on how heavy or not heavy they might be at any yeah. given moment. Before we, we go any further on this, I do want to know, I, I don't know that I recognized or realized this before, I've mentioned Goodreads is owned by Amazon, yet their reviews, they let you, like, I'm looking at his review, he's got the title underlined of the book in his text. There are mm -hmm. italics, you can have GIFs in your review on Goodreads, and this is a specific, you know, on Amazon, you can have the actual link to the review and not just the reviews page. I'm looking at the the Adams review page and there is like a full on discussion. There are comments upon comments. Adams chiming back in. There are let me scroll down. Good God. Like it's a discussion board. Mm -hmm. Has there, evolved into an entire internet forum. Oh by the my sounds God. Of it. I got down to message number 50. Adam left this review in 2008. Mm -hmm. uh, I got down to 50 and I see that there's five more pages of these. <laughs> that is a very <laughs> classic. I do. That's Goodreads is carrying on a bit of a, a an English scholar legacy for me. I forget what they're called, but that we had these books in the library. Um, it, it's for a lot of classic books, Shakespeare primarily, but uh -huh. it had critiques from the last, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of these books. So you could go by year and read, and you can read 
you know, scholars and critics basically arguing points with each other through essays uh-huh. over time, which is really funny considering that, yeah, English majors kind of were the first internet trolls, it seemed like. <laughs> it was arguing with each other through uh-huh. space and time about Shakespeare through essays. We love yeah. it. Keyboard warriors. He left this review. Someone, don't kill me, Adam. <laughs> He left this review January 2nd, 2008. Mm-hmm. The most recent message on his review was from January 1st, 2022. Man, if I left a review that generated that much response in, you know, over the years, I would be pretty proud. Whether I know. I am stunned. It was positive or negative. So I am biased as an English major, someone who, an English scholar, ever since high school, you know, people have been skipping out on their English class reading, and I've been like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, some of these books are kind of cool if you give them a chance, guys. Yeah. I was that nerd who did all the reading. When I, I don't know that I did all of the reading, but mm-hmm. when I yeah, heard I people who, who didn't do any of it, mm-hmm. what, why not? It's just a book, bro. Aren't books cool? They're just movies. <laughs> that you have to read instead. It's, I like, you know, that's my favorite shit. So, I haven't read this book, but I imagine if I'm, no, I'm getting to a book about solitude, a hundred <laughs> years of it, I imagine the plot isn't going to be very orthodox, Adam. Right. You know what I mean? It's not going to be yeah. by the numbers. It's about solitude. What what kind of plot are you going to have? Mission Impossible Tom Cruise saving the world? No, he's in a fucking closet reading a book or some shit. He's solitude. <laughs> and I don't think it is a, a realistic... What what does he say? No, it was in there. A, 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 an unbelievably boring plot. Mm-hmm. What does it even mean? Unbelievably boring? It's so boring you cannot believe I it, cannot bro. believe you cannot. so little is happening, yet I'm reading things. What are you reading? You cannot... It, even measure imagine the the depth of the boredom that overtakes me as i read these words put together into sentences put together into paragraphs about a hundred years of solitude it's jagged that's what yeah, he said I don't know. I've, I've read a few i've read some some books by spanish authors and an italian author mm. and yeah they're always like they're doing things that blow my mind Makes you think about language in a different sort of way, oh, right? Yes. Uh, one guy, like he doesn't use punctuation, mm-hmm. and there's no paragraph break or quotes to to tell you when someone's talking. You just kind of infer, oh, there's a capital letter there. That's probably the start of a new sentence. It sounds like dialogue, so it's probably dialogue. Right. It's just stream of consciousness that flows. I'm like it, this is insane, but I'm getting the story, and it's it's difficult to put down. I'm just being pulled along. Yeah, yeah. You got to learn all the rules before you learn to break them, right? Before you can break yeah. them. Yeah. And yeah, when you get a, an author who is who is bending the, the fabric of, of language and plot as we know it, because we're all, you know, humans in, in 2022, we're all experts on plot, even the idiots. We've, we've all spent our 10,000 hours digesting storytelling whether it's in movies or books or tv or probably some combination of all those and more Mm -hmm. to have all that and and to be stuck in your ways not something want something a little different a little crazy 
a little, a little jagged every now and then. I, 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 I can't relate, Adam. Yeah, I mean, surprise me. I finished a book that I hated just because I, I wanted to see if I could hate it even more. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> no, we should do. Speaking of thinking outside the box with his books uh-huh. and storylines, we should make a book where every page is made out of invisible cock. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'm there for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think about that on your coffee table. That's a conversation starter. Oh, yeah. Invisible paperweights, too. <laughs> It's just, it doesn't look like clutter, aside from the stacks of papers. I was thinking yeah. an invisible table, but they already have that. Or it's just a table with a glass pane in the middle. Mm-hmm. We're, take, we're taking that to the next step. <laughs> uh, while me and Matt go uh, figure that out, we're going to go take a break, my friends. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters since sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs. Where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt? On my body. <laughs> mine, mine is at the store. <laughs> That is a good place to wear a t-shirt. Reviewbuddy.com.com. Click shop. Why stop there? Don't stop now. Don't stop me now, because I'm buying a t-shirt. I'm buying a shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second half of episode 100. Woo! And welcome to Great... Reviews in history. Yay, the fave. <laughs> Which means I had to do a bit of research, a yeah. bit of digging, a bit of, oh, that's right, I have a library card, and I can go on my library's website and get access to newspapers.com there and find historical newspapers without having to pay. God bless the taxes I pay so that my library <laughs> can fund things like these. Honestly, this is a service. Matt, you got to library enough great reviews of history segments to justify all the taxes you've paid in your life. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll try. Wow. You, that's how we can game the government. Joke's on you, <laughs> government. I'm getting my money's worth I'm, I'm oh, through man. knowledge. I got, I got so much interlibrary loan, man. You <laughs> shipped that book across the country for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. They did. I think that the How to Avoid Huge Ships, they shipped that from like the East Coast <laughs> to man. my... To my Middle America library. I wonder if the librarian packing that up to, to send it over was like, who wants this stupid <laughs> book in Illinois? Who needs it this bad? <laughs> An idiot with a podcast. <clears throat> <laughs> and this idiot in the podcast has a, a review. Actually, it's going to be a, a jumble of reviews. I did a search for 100 and one Dalmatians. It's as close as I could get. Sue me. You can't help. When you're thinking of, hmm, what 100 stuff can I review? Yeah, 101 Dalmatians is inevitably going to crack your mind. Let's just kill Pongo. Let's just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. It's back, back to Hondo, an even Hondo. <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give Pongo to Corella just to, <laughs> just to make her happy. 
So I did find one that was all talking about, that's a wonderful film, and it uses this brand new Disney-developed Xerox technology, which allows the duplication of the original artist's art. Mm, nuanced colors and, and emotions expressed in the art. You should hear all the voice actors. That's not the one I'm doing. What I'm doing actually appears to be uh, a media columnist, his piece, uh, a, a man by the name of John Crosby, who happened to be born in good old Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey. He, uh, he was a reporter with the Milwaukee Sentinel. Hey. <laughs> and eventually, like, he was he was the guy in media, I guess, in the in the 50s and 60s. He's a, he's a big hot shot. So this is his syndicated uh, column from Tuesday, September 26th, 1961. This is from the Warren County Observer. Warren, Pennsylvania, and it is John Crosby, Good Clean Fun. From Variety, Pandro Berman, producing Tennessee Williams' Sweet Bird of Youth. Story of a nymphomaniac for Metro claims it's the cleanest picture ever made. Producer also denies he's having any trouble with MPAA code administration on script approval. The picture is as clean as any Disney film, he insists. (laughs) Well... That shows the way the wind is blowing, men. Have you seen the grosses the parent trap has run up, Manny? Oh, right. I forgot. He, he refers to a person by the name of Manny. I assume mm. it's an imaginary third party, sort of like how Ernest would always say, you know what I mean, Vern? Sure, sure. Uh, our buddy, Mr. Crosby here, talks to Manny. <clears throat> 45 grand in the third week at the Paramount. What's it about? Well, it's about these twins, played by Haley Mills, who get their parents back together again. No, there's nothing about a bed in it, Manny. The big scene is, well, there's a bear that licks the honey off a girl's foot and scares her. No, no, it hasn't any sexual connotation at all, Manny. (laughs) You'll just have to change your frame of reference. Then there's 101 Dalmatians, which has done six million already. That's about a couple of Dalmatians rescuing their puppies from a wicked lady who wants their pelts for a coat. I'm not making this up, Manny. That's the plot of the picture. It's about dogs who love their mother, and it's already grossed six million dollars. I don't know what's got into the, into people. Where are their normal instincts? Adulteries? Sadism? The things mother used to commit? Walt Disney is ruining all the old values. Have you seen The Absent-Minded Professor? Well, for crying out loud, the big scene is a basketball game, and so help me, Manny, the picture has done eight million already, and it's still grossing. To say nothing of the Swiss family Robinson, what's that one about? Well, it's a little hard to explain. This family gets cast ashore on a desert island, and, well, let's see. Now, there's a scene where they have a race around the island. One of the kids is on this elephant sea, and another kid is on an ostrich. Well, of course, it's abnormal, but that's what the American public wants to see. The Swiss family Robinson has already grossed seven and a half million dollars. Not a rape in it! None of the normal things that red-blooded boys and girls have always liked to watch. I don't know what's come over the younger generation. You just can't figure kids anymore. But if that's the trend, we've got to go along with it. Call Pandro over there at the Sweet Bird and tell him there have got to be some script changes. In the first place, the nympho... Whoa. Nymphomani... Nymphomaniacy is out. What is Geraldine Page doing in Paul Newman's room? Well, now let's see. 
I'm just spitballing here, Manny. Let's say she is a fading cornet player in the Salvation Army band. Her lip is going bad on her, and Paul Newman, he's a major general in the Salvation Army, has brought her up to his room to break the news that maybe she's not good enough to play cornet in front of the Radio City anymore. The army is going to have to demote her to second cornet down on the Lower East Side. Then there's the scene where she gives him money to, well, that's got to go. Or anyhow, she's got to give him the money for some other purpose. Let's say she gives him money to buy peanut brittle for the first trombone player. What do you mean it's crazy? Is it any crazier than an ostrich race? Or a basketball game? Or Dalmatians? Now how about that social disease the girl suffers from that will prevent her from ever having any children? That has got to go. Instead of a social disease, she's got measles, and that means she can't play with her Dalmatian puppies. The kitties will love it. Now about Irma LaDuce, the way I see it, Manny. Irma is a French Girl Scout who gets lost on the wrong side of town. Dot, 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 he fades off. I guess that was less of a review of 101 Dalmatians as it was uh, just society in the 60s. Yes. <laughs> Terrible society falling apart because people are spending their money on entertainment. On Disney movies specifically. <laughs> Our, our nation's cracking at the seams because the puppies are pushing them apart. God. Why can't we have pictures about rape? The people don't want to buy it. <laughs> so what, what do you think if we could go back to the 60s and tell this man's that Avengers Endgame, a movie about comic books, which were definitely... You know, the consensus was, those are for kids mm-hmm. in, in the in the 60s. What would you say if uh, Avengers Endgame made $2.79 billion doll hairs in the old box office? Were there Dalmatians in it? There must have been. Uh, I, I, there's no Dalmatians, if I recall correctly, but there is some, some many things that this person would find very gross about society. It sounds like they could find, you know, ways to speak fancy words about how much society sucks at, uh, by watching any movie. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he's just satirizing the whole thing. I think, yeah, I think this, you, you think he's in on the joke? You think he's like, hey. Yeah, these movies about Dalmatians are going to make money. Yeah. Everyone cool it. And maybe don't make the weird art house film about the nymphomaniac. (laughs) (laughs) And try and say it's as clean as a Disney film. Well, it depends on what you say by clean. Does the nymphomaniac take a lot of showers? Oh, yes. It's very hygienic. Yes. The most hygienic nymphomaniac the 1960s has to offer. Now, that sounds like a great Marvel comic book. <laughs> the, the amazing clean nympho. <laughs> Nine out of ten doctors hate her. <laughs> she hasn't spread a single venereal disease. It's astonishing. She's the outlier. Or he. Or he. Or he, you know. Nymphos could be of any, of any cut. In the sixties, I'm not sure about that. Not not that it wasn't true, but what what would society say? Oh. We live in a society, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, this, I this review red pilled me, I guess. Yeah, this is a strange one. I apologize. I clearly was 
was focused on the Dalmatians and less about everything else. I oh, know it was a trip. It, it was a mental exercise just to keep up with that man's uh, part partific. I don't. I'll make up a word just like him. Partificating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pontificating. Oh, is it pontificating is the actual word. Well, he's partificating. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to parse the partifications. <laughs> It's hard to parse there. You know, it's was his were his partifications on par? I don't think so. And what does Manny really think of all of this? Yeah, I want to know about this more about this Manny fella. Manny's just like, hey, I'm trying to go to bed. What are you talking hey, about? I'm trying to enjoy this, this little cartoon about the, the funny lady taking all the da- Dalmatians. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you for the great review of history. I hope this this newfound li- librarical bounty creates many children. <laughs> I think so. I think it will. I have a review from IMDb. It is a review for TV series The 100. Huh? I've huh? heard of it. I've heard of it too. I have not watched it. I heard it's surprisingly good for you know a classic sort of cheesy CW affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our opinions aside, it's not about our opinions right now. It's about Johnny West's opinions. Johnny West wrote what is the most helpful review for the 100 according to IMDb's algorithms. It is displayed on the page with a big, its own, it's in its own little box, its own segment. Wow. This is the review. Um, There is no star rating, I'll say at the beginning. I think because Johnny West is an actual critic. Oh. I I think he, it's a bit more like an article he's writing in interview form. I, I think that may be the distinction. But nonetheless, let's get to the review. The review is titled... 100 Jerks. (laughs) They write, The 100 biggest jerks in the universe get sent on some pods to repopulate the planet Earth. Talk about pollution. It was like the Kardashians and Jenner trash spent 97 years in space creating the worst of humanity and then dropped it back down to Earth. This series went from stupid to pathetic and then stayed in total garbage mode for the last 90 episodes. Whoa. 32 out of 44 found this helpful. <laughs> when was this written? Does it, does it say? The series went on from 2014 to 2020. The review is written uh, June 17th, 2021. Okay. Trying to gauge on 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 the level of Kardashian and Jenner hate. Oh sure, yeah, this is some late game. Hey, it's it. It's not cool to hate the Kardashians like it once was. No, no, it's not as in vogue. Right, like, we we all agree they're just ugh. Yeah, Kim is gonna say some out of pocket shit about how people don't work hard enough. You know, while she sits in her billionaire mansion every now and then, and mm-hmm. everyone, well, you know, it's like a fresh pinata being lifted up for all of society to take a few swings at. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely not like it was when their their reality show was really popping off and, right. and making waves. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that that gives me a bit of a a baseline on how to how to gauge the rest of the review. Mm-hmm. 
I do think that that is a, an awesome line to, <laughs> to say. Uh, they're polluting. <laughs> These people here to repopulate the earth. Ugh. They're trash. You're literally yeah. throwing trash. Yeah, I think it's a double entendre because the hundred, they originally left Earth because of a nuclear war. Okay. And now the hundred are there to see if they'll die fresh from being there. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they don't have scientists in this future. They don't have any sort of probe technology. <laughs> they don't have Eve or Wally to, to be, be down there monitoring <laughs> things. I mean, how long ago did we figure out that there's no way someone's just walking on Mars? I feel like that was a long time ago. Yeah. And we, we didn't have to send a monkey or a or hundred teenagers there to figure it out. <laughs> we just kind of took some educated guesses. But I think the, the real the real kicker is, is the jerks. I think that's such a – this joke review is a great premise for an actual show. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it is, though. I think that's – Speaking of hateable people, I think that's how Super Psycho Sweet 16, mm-hmm. uh, the movie, the, the fantastic MTV movie, <laughs> was made. It was that MTV realized, oh, people hate this one person from my Super Sweet 16 show. Let's make a horror mm-hmm. movie where that person gets killed or a person like oh. that gets killed or people like that get killed. Creativity is a funny thing, isn't it? Uh, what will spark <laughs> your ideas? Yeah, uh, I mean, they say necessity is the mother of invention. Sometimes it's it's hate, though. Instead, <laughs> let's do the Squid Games, but instead of four hundred, a hundred people down on their luck, it's the just the top one hundred jerks in America. <laughs> And they have to Lord of the Flies style uh, compete to get uh, what a million dollars, whatever jerks like beef jerky, <laughs> jet skis, <laughs> Oakleys, jet skis, and a lifetime supply of Oakleys. <laughs> a pair of jet skis, and that's what they're competing for. Sweet jet skis, though, definitely jet oh, skis yeah. that even make non-jerks jealous. Do you have a review, you jerk? I do. I do. I'll go with that other book review. Let's bring back the violence for as long as, you know, talking about sending people to their deaths. Mm-hmm. Let's go to this Goodreads review of the Hundred Years' War, the English in France from 1337 to 1453. Uh, if you know math, you'll know that's not exactly a hundred years. It's, it's actually a little bit more. It's actually a little bit more. <laughs> If you really think about it. <laughs> if you really uh, get in deep on that. Uh, this uh, is written by Desmond Seward, That the book. This review is written by Nicole. And Nicole has it on our personal library bookshelf, nonfiction, history and biography, and read in 2017. And Nicole writes, A very straightforward, linear account of the Hundred Years' War from a decidedly English-as-protagonists-leaning point of view. This isn't a recently written book. I believe the first publishing was 1978. As a result, some of the writing comes off as a little dated or discordant to today's reader. For example, the author describing Charles VI Queen Isabeau of Bavaria as sluttish. Three stars. 
<laughs> which brings to my mind uh, what history, you know, they say history is written by the victors. And, and yep. Nicole is commenting on this is a very English as protagonist. Because uh, if I'm remembering right, the English probably were the victors, eh? Uh, yeah, I'm not 100 war buff, but <laughs> English has got a pretty good track record, right? And it's France like betting doesn't. on. Yeah. It's like betting on LA in the 2000s. It's like <laughs> yeah. they, they probably won. So instead of uh, history being written by the victors, it almost seems like in this case, history is written by the high school girl. <laughs> history is written by the slut shamers. <laughs> <laughs> like ugh, these people we had to fight against. Let's write all bad things about them. These people we had to fight against, their mom's a hoe. Okay, for one. <laughs> oh, my 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 chariot got scratched, okay? And I think that guy got his chariot at the secondhand lot, okay? <gasps> Imagine a secondhand chariot. What a bummer. You got the one rickety wheel. You got you to gotta kick back into place every 20 miles. Yeah, I'm kind of mixing time periods here, but chariots just popped in my mind and yeah i don't want to yeah. i don't want a rickety chariot you got your college older brother's old chariot <laughs> you know someone's calling your queen a hoe it, it's just nothing nice is going on uh, i miss the i am spartacus uh like <laughs> flash mob gosh darn it I am Spartacus is a flash mob. World's first flash mob, dude. The proto flash mob. It just started happening. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) After everyone said, I am Spartacus, and then they couldn't arrest anybody, they missed the part where everyone broke out into a (laughs) synchronized dance to Call Me Baby by Carly Rae Jepsen. Except they had adjusted the lyrics to call me Spartacus. <laughs> call me now! Call him up! Call him up! We got it, baby. Uh, I, I'm may, now that I'm thinking about it. Call me Ishmael might be a better weirdo take on that. Okay. But I'm I'm still riding the Spartacus train. Hot. <laughs> we're, a, we're we're a Spartacus joke enjoyer podcast if mm-hmm. you haven't realized it already. <laughs> so we're gonna go Spartacus slant on this one. Weird Al can run with it, whatever creative genius way he wants to. A little side note that you see that Weird Al movie trailer? I didn't watch the trailer. I saw an image of Daniel Radcliffe looking looking weird. It might be a fun might movie. Might be, yeah. Might be a fun movie. I have a quick review I'd like to hear it. To chalk up before we put episode 100 in the books here. This is a review from our beloved Amazon for Nestle 100 Grand Fun Size Candy Bars. 100 Grand Bars, baby. You like those? I do. I I I, I don't not, not, not like not them. Not every time kind of candy bar, yeah, but yeah, it's something it's not my different. Go-to. But if it's in the can- the Halloween candy bag, you know, it's getting eaten in the first half. Yeah, yeah. It, it's among the quality ones. Anyway, Nora Benson wants to share her opinion about 100 Grand Bars. She titles it Old Chocolate. The chocolate was white and old looking. Very hard. Already handed it out for our event. One star. Wh- Nora, why did you... <laughs> okay, well, 
Benefit of what the doubt. What population did he? Did she poison? Benefit. Of the, let me let me take okay. off my backpack, take out the benefit of the doubt, and hand it to Nora. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of like the the spirit pole. I, I can. All, it's my turn to talk. I'm holding it, but it's it's our turn to feel no no shame against Nora because she's holding mm. the benefit of the doubt right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, maybe like okay, everyone's gone. I'm gonna have one little piece for me. She opens mm-hmm. it up and is like, "Oh God, this is yeah. this is desiccated chocolate." Yeah, or someone had it after the fact and called her up, whatever organization right. she was in, and was like, "Hey, these chocolates look like old dog turds and taste grand. the same." More like ten cents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I had ten cents for every time someone probably made that joke, yeah. I might have a hundred episodes to reviewparty.com. Might. So, you know, she bought this for a vet. She didn't buy this for herself. Who's gonna, you know, it's not a sure thing that she's gonna crack it open. That's true. And try a piece yeah, of candy first. Yeah, you're not gonna sample it beforehand. Yeah, I would, but I am a glutton, <laughs> you know. I don't, I don't hold people to that same standard. She's just trying to keep everything together. She's probably got to organize a bunch of, mm-hmm. a bunch more than she ever signed up for. And she went to Sam. She well, she went to Sam. She couldn't find stuff Samazon. cheap enough, so she went to Amazon and got the chocolate there. And that's a gamble. She took the gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe she's not going to be asked to do the event next time. And a safe gamble, four out of five star average here on the hundred grand bar. But uh, I think I'm gonna walk up to her and and slap that benefit without right out of her hands. <laughs> oh no! As though a tray of lunch food, and I am the schoolyard bully. We Pick up those potatoes, okay. Nora. I don't care that they're mashed because you poisoned an entire section of a population with your one hundred grand bar bomb. The only okay. question is who is was it, it a retiree was- event? Was it Relay for Life? Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to be relaying for life straight to the Portageons after trying these chocolates. Done so much more harm than good, Nora. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think we should question Nora any further. We've made our point. What we should do is say thank you for making it here to the end of episode 100. Thank you. Thank you. It has been a, a a wild 100 episode journey for Review Party for sure. Yeah. I want to give a big thanks to everyone who's joined us. Big thanks to Matt first, Aww. I guess, for, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> for being here with me week in and week out. Hell or high water, you know, theater or job. High water. Shit. Hell or high water. Yeah, getting in the way. Making that happen, being funny week in and week out, keeping me funny oh. week in and week out. Um, thanks to the audience for uh, being there. You know, me and Matt, since the beginning, one of the as we conceptualized reviewparty.com, we're very adamant that we would never make the if someone was actually listening, haha, joke that can be sort of rampant around podcasts as they're starting off because we wanted every episode to be evergreen but uh we don't even have an opportunity to make that tongue-in-cheek joke because you guys come out in droves and listen every (laughs) week so yeah i 
I don't, we never share our metrics on on the podcast. You know, we don't think you shouldn't have to worry about that. You should be worrying about the comedy, and same with us. But we we reached ten thousand listens well before our our hundred episode. So uh, that's a pretty healthy milestone for sure. Don't mean to trail off. Any any Same. thank yous you want to give out, Matt? Uh, yeah, obviously. Thank you to you. This was this thing was your Thanks, idea man. to begin with. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't have came to fruition without you. Uh, that's true because you would by yourself. Boring, boring. <laughs> that would be stupid. Uh, but I mean, obviously, thank you to all the people who write reviews on the internet because oh. they're what make it work. Absolutely. But thank you to all those freaks. Extra thank you to to those who take the time out of their, I'm sure, very busy lives while they're browsing the internet to stop and think, huh, Brett and Matt might think this is funny. Let me send it their way. Because that's, mm. I don't know, it's, it's interaction. And podcasts are very strange. Like, you're hearing our voices. That's very personal. Uh, but we're not technically interacting, though you can. And people do. And that's, I think that's awesome parasocial relationship baloney aside like the best podcasts make you feel like you're you're in the room you're one of the buddies Mm -hmm. and uh to have people confirm that to us uh just by taking going above and beyond and sending us reviews being nice to us on social media uh leaving reviews any of that stuff where they reach out to us and make that fourth wall even even more clear gorilla clear clock like is uh always heartwarming Warm fuzzies aside, we got plugs to do before we <laughs> let you leave. Uh, thanks for listening. New episodes every hashtag Tuesday Reviews Day. That's right. Every Tuesday morning, bright and early, we got a new review party episode waiting for you to listen to. If you'd like to send us one of those reviews like we just talked about, uh, a great place to do that is by sending it to reviewparty.com at gmail.com and make sure you include your name. So we can identify who is warm fuzzying us. <laughs> yes. And if you want to warm fuzzy us, gosh, you can do so on social media. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at reviewparty.com. You can find us on Twitter at reviewpartypod. Or you can find us on the internet at reviewparty.com.com. What's on there, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. You've got all the episodes and listening platforms in case you, you decide you hate the one you're listening on right now. You have the blog, where reviews are written about in every way, shape, and form every single week. Could be informative, could be entertaining, could be both, none. I'm not sure. You'd have to find out. <laughs> it's, it's subjective. Uh, there's also the shop. There's also the after-party review newsletter you can sign up for. That just keeps you in the loop on everything coming down the pipeline. And last but not least, we'd like to thank our buddies in Nosebleeds for being by our side for all these 100 episodes in the form of their groovy groove bread for breakfast you can listen to it on spotify or uh you can look them up nosebleeds one word uh thumbs up records you know who who Mm -hmm. is closely associated with associated with our nosebleed brethren uh just made a post looks like they're gonna have a big year as well yes had a little picture of their release schedule with some blacked out names. I'm very curious to see what those are. Mm-hmm. I got a review to show us off this big episode 100. Well, let me hear it. This is a review from Amazon for 100 Grumpy Animals, <laughs> which uh, the 
first line of the description product description reads number one amazon bestseller warning this is not a children's book oh sort of one of those deceptive go to f to sleep type Uh aha satirical children's books this is written by nicole she titles it great toddler book she writes bought for my two-year-old niece didn't read the description, but it's fine because she can't read. Five stars. <laughs> I guess any book is fine if you can't read. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where our invisible silicone book market is going to be The market is there. <laughs> if you can't read it, it's got to be good. Yeah. <laughs>